product and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, management, or sponsors. Are you a family caregiver? Are you caregiving for someone who can no longer take care of themselves? Are you overwhelmed? This is Caregiver Solutions Info with Marsha Teal. Marsha will be hosting an hour of true stories and information, tips and updates of the latest research and necessary information in the caregiving field, focusing on you, the family caregiver. An Alzheimer's disease and dementia care expert, Marsha has 15 years of hands-on experience at Arden Courts, a leader in assisted living dementia communities here in the U.S. Marsha covers everything you need to know as a family caregiver, especially if you care for a loved one with Alzheimer's disease or other related dementia or chronic illness. If you have a friend or relative that is also a family caregiver, call them now. They won't want to miss a minute and let them know they can watch on caregiversolutions.info. And they can listen on WNN 1470 AM in South Florida or nationally on the iHeartRadio app. Now, sit back, relax, and learn from our host, Marsha Teal, as she brings information to you that may just be the caregiving solution you need. Hi everyone, Hi, everyone. and welcome, welcome to this to week's, week's Caregiver, Caregiver Solution Info Show. Info Show. I'm your host, I'm your Marcia host, Marcia Teal, and I'm glad to have you with, us, with today. us today. It's Tuesday, it's Tuesday minutes few minutes after, after six. The show, the show is six, six seven seven p.m. Eastern time every Tuesday, and we're going to we're going to continue to bring the show to you, even. Though the times, so the are, times tough are tough now, now we're all we're sheltering, all sheltering in, place. in place. We're doing we're doing social distancing because of this coronavirus epidemic or pandemic that we have. It's a really tough time, so we want to continue to be there for you, so you can continue to get the information, the support, the advice, the inspiration that you need so much more now, because we're all in this together. So I'm glad that you found us. Uh, you can be watching on the Caregiver Solution Info show. The website is caregiversolutions.info. That's the website. We've also added some new radio stations recently. So in addition to the 103.9 FM and the 1470 AM, you can also find us in Southeast Florida Radio on 95.3 and 96. Point nine FM. If you've missed some shows or you're new to the program and you'd like to watch some previous shows, you can actually go to YouTube and you can look it up under Caregiver Solutions Info Show and you'll find lots of archived programs there that you can watch. So you'll never have to miss one and you can go back at your leisure and find the ones that you'd like to watch. Also, you can listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app under WNN. So however you're here, I'm glad that you are. We have another great show for you today. This is a experiment, uh, again, with technology. Technology is bringing us all together. Technology is amazing, especially now when we have to social distance, we can't be together in the same place at the same time. And technology is on our side, bringing us together. And I'm hoping that you know, you're using it to connect with your friends and family, just as you're connecting here to this program. I'm connecting uh, through some new technology with my guest today. Her name is Linda Burnhands. 
Linda Burhans is, uh, what can I say? She's a lot. She is also a radio show host. She is a former family caregiver. She's an author. She's a support group facilitator. She's a public speaker. And she's here today joining me from her home in Seminole, Florida, which is on the west coast of Florida, and joining me today for this program. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the show. Hi, Marcia. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm excited that we're together and we can be together this way for the next hour and talk to each other and talk to our caregivers and our listeners. We both have listeners. You're on the West Coast of Florida. I'm on the East Coast. Uh, and our, our shows have actually grown um, over the years, um, several years, to people all across the country and sometimes even outside the United States, which is very exciting because we know we're reaching caregivers. So we're joining forces today um, and helping each other to help those caregivers. So I'm so excited that you're here. And the first thing that I'd like to share for you to share is your story, because like most caregivers, we weren't, you know, thinking that's what we wanted to do when we grew up. That's not what we thought we'd ever be doing as we aged and had our parents and our spouses and growing older. But sometimes it's just forced upon us. And before you know it, we become a caregiver. So you're a former family caregiver. Tell us your story, how you became a family caregiver. Uh, so I'm the oldest of four children. And I moved to Florida from Long Island, in case you can't tell, in 2000. And um, was very close to my mom and would go back like every three months to visit her. And when I was going back, I was finding that she was becoming more isolated in her home. She wasn't going to her church meetings. There wasn't a lot of good food in the refrigerator. So my two sisters and my brother tried to convince her to move near one of us or with us or whatever. And my mom was, I lived in this house for 48 years. My church is one mile down the block. I'm not going anywhere. Well, in January of 06, she found out that she needed a $9,000 chimney repair. And my mom could barely pay on her social security, the taxes and the insurance that all the money was in the house. So she called me up and she said, I surrender, find me somewhere to live. So, so it, it, it took like a semi-crisis really for her to change her mind about going to live with somebody else or going someplace else to live because she didn't have the money for to fix the house. And sometimes that's what happens because we know um, with caregivers that we talk to and, and they um, have, adult children that are trying to do the same thing or they have a spouse and, and they're very stubborn sometimes. And um, it's very um, frustrating when you're trying to get them to do something that you know is in their best interest. But in your case, it took a semi crisis um, that your mom yeah. finally, finally gave in. Right. I, I was happy for that crisis. She wasn't. Right. Uh, so to make a long story short, she moved to Florida. Yay! I'm so excited, so happy, and and sold the big three-story house. My, the family all chipped in, everybody held packing and doing everything. My mom had 122 purses. 
Because as each kid she, moved out of the house, she just filled up another room. I was like, Mom, I, you could have a black one, a white one, a brown one, maybe a pink or a red. Um, but so wow. Moved, yeah. So she moved to Florida. She moved down right near me into an independent living community right down the road from me. So excited. And um, four months later, she was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Mm. And she had a clean colonoscopy the year before. Mm. So God wow. works in strange ways. But my mom also had dementia. And I didn't know she had dementia. My mom was always a little goofy. I thought she was being a little goofy. So the doctors suggested we do some chemotherapy and we'd had a lot of other cancer in the family. Didn't think it was a good idea, but my mom wanted to try it, her body. And after the second round, she was like out like a light. We said, we're not going to do this anymore. Well, my mom said she had dementia. She told everybody she was cured. So it worked very well for her. So I don't know if she thought she was cured. She wanted to be cured or she wanted everybody to think she was cured, but you know what you put in your head. And we had a wonderful time. She went to, she wow. made up with people she made up with. We traveled. Um, it was just absolutely wonderful. And then she became really ill. And I was living with her at the point. And I talked her into bed one night and she said to me, good night and God bless, which she said to me a million times before. But I thought this was the last time I was going to hear it. And I went and I prayed in her living room that night. God, please just give me a little longer. And she looked good the next morning. So I started writing my book, Good Night and God Bless. And I wrote through the last three weeks of her life and my grieving process and then reconstructed the adventure from before through my journals and my calendar. The book was published, went out to promote the book. And every time people come up to me crying saying they needed help. And no one told me about anything when I was taking care of my mom. So. 15, 1600 support groups later, my own radio show, a couple of books, and I just want to help the caregivers because you know, it could be the most horrific experience of your life or be close to beautiful, depending on how you handle that. That's true. That's true. And in your case, it worked out well for both your mom and you and spend some good quality time together at the end of her life. And, and, uh, but it's not always that way. And, and that's why caregivers, you know, need the support because it's not always a happy ending and uh, it's not always an easy road and the path can take its twists and turns as you and I know. So that's why we do what we do for caregivers. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back and we're going to be talking more with Linda Burhans about uh, what she does to support caregivers. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Arden Courts is not just a place to live. It's a place to call home. Residential living combined with quality caregiving. This is the philosophy behind Arden Courts. Communities created exclusively for individuals with Alzheimer's disease and related dementia who would benefit from a safe and structured environment. For additional information about any of the unique services Arden Courts provides, call 888-478-2410 to locate a community nearest you. Inquire about our educational seminars, resource library, or support groups, or simply feel free to ask questions you may have about Alzheimer's and related dementias. At Arden Courts, we know, we understand, and we can help 
because memory care is all we do. Remember, call 888-478-2410 for additional information about any of the unique services Arden Courts provides. You are listening to your host, Marsha Teal, an Alzheimer's disease and dementia care expert on caregiversolutions.info. If you have a question or wish to share a story, call into the show at 888-565-1470 and talk with Marsha. Now, back to Caregiver Solutions. Welcome back to Caregiver Solutions Info Show. My guest today is Linda Burhans, and she is a former family caregiver, wrote a book about it, does support groups, does a radio show, and we're here together uh, to talk about caregiving and to help you all out there that are struggling um, to give you our support, know that we're still here for you. Linda, thank you for sharing the story of how you became a caregiver for your mom who had dementia and also had some uh, cancer issues. During the course of those final months and years with your mom when you were actually living then together and helping her and you were the primary caregiver, what did you learn about being a caregiver? What stands out the most to you? Flexibility and go with the flow. So I can remember I wasn't even living with my mom yet, but I was with her every single day. I would pick her up at like seven o'clock in the morning, have her to like seven o'clock at night. And um, she kept saying to me, now she lived in independent living. Linda, that girl keeps coming in my apartment and messing up all my papers. Now, you know, you have that sacred stack of papers next to your telephone that no one's supposed to touch. And I right? knew no one was going there. I didn't really understand about dementia. I just didn't want my mother to be agitated. So it was like the third day in a row and she's so agitated that this girl is coming in her apartment. So I walked in her apartment and I said, uh, excuse me, I need to go down. I gotta, I gotta take care of something. I walked down the hall and I stood there for a little while. And then I came back and I said, mom, I just met that woman in the hallway. And I told her, if you ever mess with my mother's papers again, you're going to answer to me. And she said, Thank you, Linda. And she wasn't agitated anymore. Now, I didn't know anything about dementia. I just didn't want her to be agitated. And I so you kind of made that. So you made that you made that story up so you your mom wouldn't be agitated. Did you have to repeat that story every once in a while, or did she just every take that? For I mean, she used to tell me there were squirrels under her bed. I knew there were no squirrels there, but so I just took the broom and hid underneath the bed and said, the squirrels are gone, mom. She'd be like, thank you, Linda. And I think, and this is so many things that I talk about in my support groups. You need to go with the flow. You need to learn what your dementia dance is. Because you know what? Once in a while, it's a waltz, but most of the time it's a jitterbug. And the more the education you can get, and, and the more support groups and seminars you can go to to learn the tools, the tips, the whatever, can make it so much better. That's what, that's what makes me thrive. So it, the first thing that I want to say is you didn't argue with her. You didn't try to tell her, Mom, nobody's messing with your papers. Mom, there really aren't squirrels under your bed. How could that be? So you didn't 
argue with her you didn't contradict her and so when no. you say going with the flow you're really validating her because that's where she's at that's her world that's what she thinks and you're never going to change the mind of someone with dementia if that's what they think and by doing what you did going with the flow kind of using a little common sense you know and kind of doing a little play there uh it made her okay and it made you okay which made your your day okay everything better you know a couple of months ago a gentleman called me and he said um my wife has dementia um she keeps telling me she's seeing kids running around the living room she's seeing this she's seeing that he goes, so you know what I did, Linda? I put a camera in every room to prove her wrong. I was like, oh my goodness, could we please meet? Hey, and now she's freaking out that like the FBI is looking after her or whatever. So I went in and we chatted for a couple hours. And I was like, you need to take some of those cameras down. And when she tells you those kids are in the living room, you got to tell her that one with the pink dress is very cute. But he didn't know. He didn't know. He's just trying to do the best thing, but he didn't know. And that so was everybody's wired. Yeah, we're all wired differently. You didn't really know either, but somehow you thought of that idea to try to see if it worked with your mom. And I think that's a key right there for caregivers is if one thing doesn't work, try something else because not everything is going to be the same for everybody. And maybe one trick that somebody learned is going to be a different trick for you, but try those things out and see what works. And like you said, be flexible and definitely, you know, don't try to prove them wrong and don't argue because you'll never win that battle. And, and the other thing I hear is, you want me to lie to my mom? No. I want you to be compassionate to your mom. I want you to be understanding to your mom. And when we have that little conversation, I call it compassionate fibbing. You know, there's all different titles, whatever it is. It's kindness. Yes. That seems to be a, a big issue. Lying to my parents, lying to my spouse. And trying to get the well person to understand, you know, your mom or your dad or your spouse, they're not the same as they used to be because their brain has changed. So you have right. to, and I, you know, you mentioned the dance. It's so funny. You and I have never actually met in person. This is our first time seeing each other and talking live through the video, but I think we're soul sisters because a lot of the things that I talk to my caregivers about are the same thing. We talk about the dance and I talk to them about the dance. And when you're doing the dance that you had when you were first married and living your life and you, you knew the tune and you knew when to back up, when to take a step, how many steps forward, how many steps back, Alzheimer's dementia, caregiving issues, of course, change all that. And you have to learn the steps to the new dance because your partner, the person with the dementia, certainly is not going to make those changes. So you have to step up and do learn the, the steps to the dance. And like you said, sometimes it's a waltz, sometimes it's the jitterbug, um, sometimes it's the two-step and there's all mm -hmm. kinds of, you know, 
um, well, expressions. Well, also that you, have, you have to figure out when to lead and when to follow. We got a That's lot right. of following we need to do here as we're leading. That's right. So we talk about the dance, and I think it's um, a good imagery for people to try to understand. You know, you're right. She doesn't hear our song anymore. It's it's a, she's got a new song, and I have to learn as a caregiver. I have to learn the steps to that new rhythm, to those new uh, ways of doing things, and uh, learn when it starts and when it stops, and when to take a break, and you know all of that. So you know. I, I think that is um, something that, that caregivers, you know, can relate to. Um, and I think that you and I are always going to be on the same page, but from the experiences and the, um, the time that we've spent together with caregivers through our professional, um, um, you know, dealings with them. So you call yourself the gal who cares for the caregiver. That's what you have said your title is. Why do you call yourself that? Well, first of all, and the next line is, with love, laughter, and lessons learned. Because I have plenty of that. Love, laughter, and lessons learned. I had no idea I was a caregiver, what a caregiver was. And now in meeting so many thousands of caregivers and having the conversations, and just seeing what difference one little thing can make. And, you know, when someone walks into a support group and they don't even want to talk, they're afraid to talk, and they just silently weep there, and then all of a sudden it'll be the end of the group and they'll burst out, my husband thinks I'm having an affair on him. I, I've been married for 65 years. And some of the other people in the group goes, I know that one. I've heard that story, or it does pass, and you just see the person go, because this is probably something they never would have said to their sister, or their neighbor, or their pastor, but they can come into a support group, and know that they're not alone, and know that people are going through the same thing, and it's just huge. So is that why you became the gal who cares for the caregiver, because when you were going through it with your mom, you didn't have those tools? I didn't know anything. I didn't find out what respite care was till I was in my bereavement group. Aww. Didn't have a clue. There's one time I really wanted to go to this wedding really bad, but I didn't want to leave my mother alone for a couple of days. Well, I didn't know that there was any option. And I'm not a dumb bunny. <laughs> you just don't know about that stuff if you're not in it. Right. I, I had a, a gentleman call me one day. Well, actually, his neighbor called. She said, I'm calling for my neighbor. He's a landscaper. He's like 29 years old. He takes care of his mom with dementia. He said, and they had like a little argument. And he left the house and he slammed the door. And he got out and he got into his truck and he turned the radio on and the show was on. He said, I never realized that someone could come and bathe my mom. And I haven't really been taking good care of her because she's my mom. I, I... She said, so he heard this show. <laughs> now he has a home health care company coming in twice a week and bathing his mom. So the neighbor said, he wants to say thank you, Linda, and his mom wants to say thank you. Okay. It's a good day. It's a good day. Well, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, it, it's... Um... 
it's it's important to, to reach out and I think you know we're going to talk uh, in the second half of the show about support groups and you have some real interesting um, things to share about that but it's important to reach out and ask for help but like you said sometimes people are embarrassed or they feel that it's stupid or nobody would understand or, or it's my responsibility it's my responsibility. This is my mom, my dad, my spouse. This is my responsibility. No, it takes a village. It does. It does. You got to get your team together. And we talk about that all the time. And I had a neurologist tell me one time that it takes at least three people to take care of one dementia patient. And, you know, it's true because people try to be Superman, Superwoman, the martyr. You know, yeah. and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work. So, you know, if you're listening out there and that's where you're at, then, you know, you came across the show. Sometimes people find um, about programs, about books, about support groups, about seminars. They find out about them um, in the most um, fascinating ways, and I think that's a yeah. little bit serendipity. It's a little bit fate. It's a little bit, you know, beshared that things happen. Uh, for a reason and and everything I believe that happens for a reason we don't always know um, why at the time but you know sometimes we do and and you know and if we can make a day better for somebody then that's that's what our goal is yeah yeah so we're gonna take a break we want to uh, thank our national sponsor and when I come back I'm gonna be giving away a book the 36-hour day. It's a wonderful book. It's a resource. So be ready with pen and paper to write down the number to call to get your free book. We'll be right back. Arden Courts is not just a place to live. It's a place to call home. Residential living combined with quality caregiving. This is the philosophy behind Arden Courts. Communities created exclusively for individuals with Alzheimer's disease and related dementia who would benefit from a safe and structured environment. For additional information about any of the unique services Arden Courts provides, call 888-478-2410 to locate a community nearest you. Inquire about our educational seminars, resource library, or support groups, or simply feel free to ask questions you may have about Alzheimer's and related dementias. At Arden Courts, we know, we understand, and we can help because memory care is all we do. Remember, call 888-478-2410 for additional information about any of the unique services Arden Courts provides. You are listening to your host, Marsha Teal, an Alzheimer's disease and dementia care expert on caregiversolutions.info. If you have a question or wish to share a story, call into the show at 888-565-1470 and talk with Marsha. Now, back to Caregiver Solutions. We are back, and at this time, I'd like to thank our national sponsor for making this program possible. Arden Courts is a memory care community, and they have about 50 memory care communities throughout the United States and 10 of those are here in Florida. 
Arden Course is a leader in memory care. They are in assisted living, and memory care is all they do. And they have been around over 25 years serving families when it comes to memory loss of, of the loved ones, and they do a great job at it, and I'm so proud um, to have them as the sponsor for this show. They are a great resource also for caregivers. And today they'd like to give you this book. It's called The 36-Hour Day Book. It's a wonderful resource written by Dr. Peter Rabins and Nancy Mace. And it is a resource for caregivers, for family caregivers, talking about dementia, the different types of dementia, explaining uh, tips and challenges that you might have and solutions and definitions. Uh, it's a great book. And if you'd like to have this book for yourself or for someone that you know that is having a hard time with caregiving, then all you have to do is call the Arden Courts toll-free number and give them your name and address, and they will be happy to get a book right out to you. So on your screen, you will see 888-478-2410. Again, 888-478-2410. Call Arden Courts today, ask for the free book, 36-hour day, that you heard about on the Caregiver Solutions Info Show. You'll be very glad that you did. So today I have a special guest. Her name is Linda Burhans, and Linda and I have been talking about caregiving, about struggles that caregivers go through, and we're just sharing what we know of being around caregivers for many years, thousands and thousands of caregivers with their stories and, and sharing um, stories that can help you. Um, this show is all about helping the caregivers. And uh, every week there's a different guest bringing their expertise to you. And today I'm just very happy that Linda is here. She's an author. She's a uh, uh, support group facilitator, she's a public speaker, she's a radio host, and she is the gal who cares for the caregiver. And uh, thank you, Linda, for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. So we talked about what you learned when you were thrown into the role of being a caregiver for your mom who had health issues and also had dementia. And you mentioned being flexible, it's one thing, right? And your other thing that you wanted to share was flexible and focused. Was that what you said? The other thing I would like to talk about is accepting help. Um, there's something that I've coined the triple A dilemma. Caregivers don't ask for help, they don't accept help, and they don't acknowledge themselves. So their neighbor or their friend from church or whoever comes over and they say, is there anything I can do to help you? And every time the caregiver goes, no, I'm okay. And we know that's not true. Right. So you keep saying, no, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. And then people stop asking you because they don't want to feel like they're getting in your space or whatever. And then the caregiver is home at night crying. I have to do this all by myself. And I say to them, because you said no to everyone that tried to help you. So 
you know, I found this out right after my mom passed away. I was in the supermarket one time and I met a friend of mine and she said, how are you doing, Linda? I said, I'm okay. And she said, you know, I'm sick of hearing that from you. I just looked at her and she said, when you took care of your mother, you stole my joy. I said, what? She said, you stole my joy. I said, what are you talking about? She said, I could see you swimming in quicksand, Linda. And every time I asked to help you, you said, no, I'm okay. So you stole my joy. So caregivers out there that are listening to this right now, don't steal your friend's joy or your neighbor's joy. And what I suggest the caregivers to do is sit down and write a list of maybe some things you can accept help with. Take a little time. Just take a little time. It might be mowing my lawn, you know, and when your neighbor comes over, just whip out the list and say anything on this list would be good. But also the people that are listening out there that are with people that are caregivers, Sometimes when you ask the caregiver, what can I do for you or whatever, you just added one more thing to their list. Like, I don't have enough to think about. Now I got to think about how you can help me. So sometimes you just need to do something for them. Just mow their lawn. Just when you go to the store, bring them back all the bogos. You know, during the holidays, buy the Christmas wrapping and wrap their presents. Um, and, and one woman came to one of my speaking engagements and she said, I thought about what you said, Linda. And when I went home and I made my list, and I only put one thing on my list. And if anyone asks if they can help me, I say, can you come over any afternoon between two and four and let me take a nap? And her next line was, I'm pleased as punch to let you know that I'm now napping seven days a week and my husband is getting seven different visitors that have stopped coming. Win-win. It's a win-win. And you know what a great time for her husband to have some social time with somebody other than her not that she's not a great wife and a great person but you know we we like to be around other people and everybody needs a break and you know you as a caregiver might say you know i need a break from caregiving i need a break from my husband i need a break from my mom she's driving me crazy but guess what you might be driving your husband or your mom crazy too exactly. and they need to break from you exactly so it does work say, both you might, ways you might, think, you might think that you're the bomb caregiver and that you're the only one that can do this because it's your responsibility or whatever meanwhile your loved one is going could you please like go away for a little while because you go away for a couple hours or you go get your hair done or you or you get to go to somewhere and you come back you're a better caregiver and i think sometimes i think you hit it on the head there when you said you know, they think they're like the, the bomb, but sometimes they think that they're the only ones and I think has a little bit to do with control and you have to learn to let go a little bit and let go and let, let somebody help you, let somebody do it their way. As long as nobody's getting hurt, no one's dying because of it. So, you know, go with the flow. And that was the other thing that you said. I was trying to remember you said, um, go with the flow and, uh, and be flexible and that that was the other thing I know you had the two F's in there and um, go with the flow and be flexible but let go and let go and let others do and like you said you know give joy back to the people who want to help you because they really do want to help you and and they find joy in that giving well you know the other thing too is let your loved one help you so people come to my support groups and they go um, so mom's just sitting in the chair. Mom doesn't do anything anymore. Yeah, because you took everything away from mom. Because it was easier for you to make the fruit salad 
in 15 minutes where mom might have taken an hour. But who are we serving here? If you take everything away from mom, mom's just going to sit in a chair. And... So and I think there's right. things that kids just need to learn because their intentions are so well. But we just have to learn that even though it's your best intention, it might not be the best solution. Exactly. And and sometimes, you know, it, it takes somebody to flip that light switch on and, and for them to, to have the light bulb moment to say, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. And so that's why we're, we connect and that's why you have a show called Connecting Caregivers. And, um, and that's what it's all about is helping. So speaking of caregivers, Linda, I know that you have a following and you do your um, support groups every week and uh, you do some other things on social media. We're dealing now with the social distancing. We're dealing with stay in place, shelter in place, stay at home, don't go anywhere. What are your caregivers saying and feeling about what's going on right now with the coronavirus pandemic and all the things that we have to do differently? They're like, you think I was isolated before, Linda? Now I'm really isolated. What do I do? Especially if people had their loved one in adult daycare. Um, so they're not going there anymore. And then, and so their whole routine is off. You know that how important the routine is. Or they have caregivers that were coming in that can't come in every month anymore. Just because of the situation. I try to tell them to get back to your basics. Well, my mom can't do too much. Can your mom go for a walk? Yeah. Most people can go for a walk, even if it's with a walker, even if it's with a scooter, or even it's, now we're very blessed here in Florida that the weather is well and you can go out a lot. Can you just go out for a walk with your mom in the morning and just take your phone and take a picture of a flower or a duck or a bird or whatever and have a little conversation about it and maybe come home and just print out that picture and make yourself a little book? Oh, yeah. I think I could do that. I could do that. I think you can do that. So I think we need to find those nuggets and we need to, okay, so mom's really distracted now and she's used to going to adult daycare and she's not. And, and what is she going to do all day long? She's following me around all day long. One of my caregivers said, my mom, if she would just sit down for two hours every day, <laughs> Linda, my, my life would be set. I said, could I meet with your mom? And I went and I met with her mom and her mom used to be a teacher. And so first we complained about the rotten kids today. And then we talked about how the teachers don't get enough supplies in school. And then we told her, mom, the teachers need your help. So next week, the kids at school are gonna be learning about flowers. So every Monday we give her a big piece of poster board and magazines. So we need you to cut all the flowers out of these magazines and glue it on this poster board to help the teachers. And you can't have any white spots. And it takes her like two hours a day, five days a week, and she completes it. And her daughter actually started bringing it to the school. And now the kids are sending thank you notes. And maybe we do the same project the next week. But it works. Maybe it it'll be her, dogs. Yeah, or it's you with know? vegetables. Or, you know, just give, her, give, give your love on a purpose. Yes. You know, there was one woman I went to meet with her mom. Her mom used to be a seamstress. So we give her a big jar filled with all different kinds of buttons in it. And we give her these little trays, these compartments, and we need her to sort the buttons. 
So sometimes it's by color, sometimes it's by size, sometimes it's by shape. And she does it. And every now and then she pulls out that one little button. She goes, just like on the dress I made you in second grade. And then they have a conversation. So mom sits at the table for a couple hours, gives the caregiver a break, and then they have a nice conversation. What's better than that? And we yeah. can do that. And not just while we have this isolation with the coronavirus, we can do this every day. Every day. We can find every simple day. things, simple things they can do, and they find joy in it, and you'll never know what's going to come out of it because you're having those conversations that, you know, it's it's sparking it's sparking the conversation with doing the project and you're you're having quality time together. And that's what it's all about. And and when people are engaged and when they're calm, there's 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 a peace about it and you have a peaceful time and you're engaging and and you might be surprised um, what you would learn about the person you're caring for. You might think that you know them inside and out and you just never know what they're going to say and be surprising no, to you. You would have missed before. You would have missed right. that stuff before. Everybody wants That's a right. purpose. Everybody wants to fit in. Everybody wants to, you know, I had one woman came to my Sepulchre for a while. Her mom passed away and she came back because you know how that goes. And, and she's like, Linda, ever since my mom passed away, my dad just sits in the chair. They were married 60 some odd years. They did everything together. She said, I don't want, know what to do. I took him to the doctor. The doctor gave him an antidepressant, but I'm afraid he's gonna die in a chair, Linda. I said, tell me something he used to do with his hobbies when he was younger and fishing that was out of the thing. She said, but he used to build these big model ships. I said, could he still do that? She said, his hands are a little arthritic. I said, do you want to try an experiment? She said, I'll try anything. I said, go to the local craft store. They have these, these cars that you can put together like kids would be. It's like eight pieces. I said, buy a dozen, give them to dad, ask and tell him that the nursery school down the block really needs these. Could he by any chance paint them and put them together for the nursery school? Well, six months later, I think he was on his 48th dozen. He was making cars and boats and the kids were sending and he was Skyping and, and all this stuff. And I said to her, boy, it must be a little bit expensive though, buying all that supplies and shipping and everything. And she said, you know what, Linda, it was cheaper than the antidepressant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to stop real quick here just for a minute, take a quick break and we come back more uh, conversations about what you can do to have a calmer time through this coronavirus situation. And we've got some more tips coming your way. So we'll be right back. Arden Courts is not just a place to live. It's a place to call home. Residential living combined with quality caregiving. This is the philosophy behind Arden Courts. Communities created exclusively for individuals with Alzheimer's disease and related dementia who would benefit from a safe and structured environment. For additional information about any of the unique services Arden Courts provides, call 888-478-2410 to locate a community nearest you. Inquire about our educational seminars, resource library, or support groups, or simply feel free to ask questions you may have about Alzheimer's and related dementias. 
At Arden Courts, we know, we understand, and we can help because memory care is all we do. Remember, call 888-478-2410 for additional information about any of the unique services Arden Courts provides. You are listening to your host, Marsha Teal, an Alzheimer's disease and dementia care expert on caregiversolutions.info. If you have a question or wish to share a story, call into the show at 888-565-1470 and talk with Marsha. Now, back to Caregiver Solutions. We're back and I'm talking with Linda Burhans and things that caregivers can do at home with their loved one during this stay at home order, sheltering in place, social distancing with the coronavirus pandemic that we're all going through now, things that you can do together. You know, Linda, we were talking about baking and making fruit salad and letting your loved one help you. And of course, um, this is April and the holidays are coming. We've got Passover coming. We've got Easter coming. And I think that's a perfect time because people, yeah. sure, aren't gonna, they're not going to be able to do the traditional things that they've always done. You can't get together. You can't, you know, go to social big gatherings. Family can't all come over. But I think that if we try to keep it as normal as possible, even if we have to scale it down, uh, to just a couple people and keep the traditions and keep the same foods and keep the same uh, ways we do things to make it as normal as possible. So Easter and Passover are coming. Continue to make the food, even though you're not cooking for 25 people that normally you would. Make a smaller batch. You know, share that with your loved one. Help them get involved and help them help you and believe it or not your days will fly by right when you're engaged in helping uh, that person to enjoy the holidays well I think right now because everyone's so fearful with everything is going on is a lot of people saying I'm not even having the holiday no please still have the holiday just have it differently doesn't right. mean that you can't paint a bunny or an egg and send it to your aunt or you can't go on zoom or skype or whatever it is you know i i i have an aunt who's 86 years old she lives out of town and the other day i found an easter picture of her and i when i was like 10 with my bonnet on and the whole deal and so i just made a greeting card and sent it to her that's a good thing to do it's an easy thing to do it's something even if she's having a bad day she'll rem she remembers that so there are yep. many things we can do. Don't don't lose all our traditions. That's don't right. Let the and, and, right. Don't let it stop you from doing what you normally do in your own home. Say your prayer. Say you know, do yeah. your rituals. Do everything the same because it's gonna mean a lot and it's gonna mean a lot to your loved one. Um before we have to end today, our time has just flown by, Linda. I'm just uh having such a great time talking with you today uh, you have support groups that you do and now because of the social distancing you can't get together so you've created a way for your support group to continue tell me about that so I'm now doing support groups online through zoom I'm doing one every Wednesday evening and I'm doing the one the second Saturday of every month so if anybody is interested in that they can go to my website which is lindaburhands.com 
um, and just send me a message and I'll send you the link for it. Uh, I'm very excited because I've been talking about doing this a long time before the coronavirus started. You know, sometimes you need a little push or whatever, but it's so cool because now besides my local caregivers, now those those older caregivers that are all over the world that is sometimes are in places where there are no support groups that can come on and be part of this. And if we get more, we'll have more groups. So uh, it's a little bit about that flexibility and learning a new technology. Learning something new. That's always a good thing, too, to stretch yeah. our minds a little bit. And, and uh, thanks to uh, the situation, it uh, sparked this idea for you to move forward with it. And I think that's a really good thing. So, again, if you're interested in an online support group, go to Linda's website, Linda Burhan, B-U-R-H-A-N dot com. And send her S, forgot the S, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, burn hands, H A N S, and dot com, and uh, get the information to join a support group and do it virtually until you can go back to the one in your own community that you know you love. You may uh, find you love this too. It's a different way of doing things, and that's what we all have to learn how to do during these difficult times of. Um, staying at home and and trying to stay healthy and be safe. So Linda, uh, you also have a, a radio show that you do, uh, and you are have the book. Tell me quickly about those two things, so everybody might want to jump in on that too. Okay, so if you go to my website, lindaburhands.com, you can find everything. So there's a weekly radio show that's on there. I do a Tuesday tip for caregivers every Tuesday, like a two minute tip. There's a weekly blog on there. Um, there's my book, Good Night and God Bless. And then my second book is Connecting Caregivers, Answers to the Questions You Didn't Know You Needed to Ask. Because I would find I would do a speaking engagement and people were waiting online to ask questions and caregivers don't have time to wait online. And they're walking away and I'm like, what? So I got 18 professionals together and each one wrote a chapter on their expertise. And then I follow every other chapter with a heartfelt story. So we can just help the caregivers in any way we can. So go to lindaburhands.com. You can find it all. Um, caregivers, you are the bomb. Thank you for all you do. Give yourself a pat on the back and a big kiss because nobody's as special as you are. You know, that's so true. Uh, there are things that, yes, we've been talking about that caregivers can do at home with their loved one, but don't forget about yourself take care of you and there are things that you can do and don't forget about those things that will make you the caregiver have more peace and to reduce your anxiety whether it's doing um, yoga or a daily meditation or saying your prayers or writing in a journal like Linda did Linda wrote in a journal when she was taking care of her mom and it turned into a book so you never know you know what's gonna happen you just do do with the good thing do what's right you know do the right thing help yourself you need to take care of yourself first uh, to be a better caregiver to not be so stressed out and these are things that you know will reduce your stress you know keeping busy learning things uh, taking care of you right Linda it'll make you feel good I promise yeah it's, it's a it's a good thing to have um, go online get a support group um, keep doing what you're doing. Know that you're not alone. We we are here for you. 
we are supporting you we're praying for you uh, we pray that this will be over sooner than later um, in the meantime just you know keep doing what you're doing the best that you know how and and that's all we all can do is do our best and, and if um, I can say one last thing yes ma'am they can help you say thank you very much please help me and thank you very much and don't be afraid to offer the help and don't be afraid to accept the help and it all goes back to what we said earlier is um, go with the flow and um, be flexible and and that's what we're doing today we're going with the flow new technology here with caregiver solutions uh, info show I want to thank you all for joining us today uh, it's been a privilege to continue to be here and help caregivers and talk about things that that we all need to talk about and it's it's really important and um, we'll be here again next week same time same place we do have a time change was uh, six o'clock p.m. now uh, I hope that uh, everybody has found that out uh, trying to get the word out and uh, caregiver solutions dot info is the website go on to YouTube check out some of the prior ones go to Linda Burhans.com to check out uh, her programs and everything that she has to offer and find out more about how you can get a copy of her book um, it's all good right Linda it's all good and, and stay positive and I think and I think we all need to stay positive um, be grateful I mean we can all grumpy grumpy and complain and worry and fret and be afraid but if we think of things that we can be grateful for there's always something to be grateful for and I think the more things that we can be grateful for I think we're gonna feel better and one thing that I'm grateful for is makeup and I will tell you that not going out of the house I thought good I don't have to wear makeup anymore but you know what I found out if you put it on even though you're not going anywhere it makes you feel better and of course today I did for you all I did for you all but I'm, I'm putting it on because when you look good you feel good right yeah, you do. and so yeah, you, do. you know ladies don't give up on yourself don't neglect yourself put your makeup on put your lipstick on it's all good um, we will uh, be back next week with another show I always used to end the show with saying give your you know give someone a hug because they need it and so do you but now I can't really say that because of social distancing so we're gonna give Linda I'm gonna give you a virtual hug give me a hug back okay this is my hug to you and uh, we can give ourselves a hug at the same time that we're giving virtual hugs um, it's all Thanks for joining us for this week's Caregiver Solutions with Marsha Teal. Join us next week as Marsha, who has 15 years of Alzheimer's disease and dementia care experience, brings you more needed information to help with the care of your loved one. This show can be seen again on caregiversolutions.info and questions can be left on the site, which may be used on the program to help others. See you next week for more Caregiver Solutions.